it seems like that the sentiment is the the spontane the spontaneity is it has a direct correlation on the health of the sexual relationship. Mm. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Buffet Podcast. Brought to you once again by moi. I don't know. Moi? Et toi. Et toi. Et toi? Yeah. Uh, me and you. But moi and moi. Moi is me, right? Yeah. Moi, Brandon, and Et toi. Sandra. Yeah. I can't do that right now because the music ain't set up. Uh, I'm fucking it up already. No, it's you're okay. not. Right, we're going to keep this going. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to episode uh, 90. That's 90. 90. Yeah, 90. Mm. Yep. Counseling and consulting. <laughs> ah, see what you did there. See what you did there. That's my company. I do therapy, mental health. Call at me. DC, Texas. Uh, a little self-promotion. Yeah, a little anybody. self-promotion. Why can't well, you? Well, now that you said that, I feel like I haven't done the intro in a while. We started this podcast Ooh. to review the questions we have mm. asked and continue to ask each other since we started dating. We coming up on tree. We coming up on tree. Years. Two down. Coming up on tree. Yeah. These conversations will range from lighthearted and comical to serious and deep. We both have backgrounds in counseling and are young black professionals. Counseling, and coaching. Yeah. Consulting. All those things. All the things. In the Houston, Texas area. We know just enough to come up with the questions, but not enough to have all the answers. So we invite you to participate in this conversation with us. Because this is a conversation. It is. We're trying. We are. All right. That being said, let us... Uh, amuse bushes. Amuse bushes. Let's get, let's get it started in here. Hey. Okay. Copyright. So I take it from a... Oops. Oh, I realize that this doesn't have any. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have any words. Sorry, uh, y'all. Man. I thought it. I like. You mean they making people read? I don't know. Wow. Very wow. Very maybe, maybe this is targeted at a, a hearing impaired audience. Could be. I mean, if that was true, why would it happen? I mean, it was very um, action based. You had to like look at it to be able to get it. Mm. So I'll use another one. Another one. Found. They're made. Sometimes. If soulmates do exist, they're, they're not found. They're made. People meet. They get a good feeling. And then they get to work building a relationship. And with enough time and love and effort, two people become one thing. If soulmates do exist, they're, they're not found. Mm-hmm. They're made. Isn't that from, uh, what's that TV show? The Good Place. The Good Place. And I think, I don't know if that character is God or I, I, if he's from the little from, from From the little I've seen, I think he's an angel. But I, don't, I, didn't get too, I didn't get too deep in it. I heard it got interesting the further on you got into it. But okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool beans. What do you think about that? That soulmates are not, are. Made, made. not found. Hmm. I like it. I think I think there's some, definitely some truth to it. That, yeah, I think I definitely think there's some truth to it because I just think about I don't know. We got phrases for like you know like the right person, wrong time, or mm-hmm. or like you know 
I haven't heard or and or seen like uh, about you know relationships that they love each other dearly and you know they they bangs with each other, but like for whatever reason, it's like it's not the right you know just not the right fit. Just something just not you know not not working out. Just like they pass each other. So I, I definitely do believe that it is something that what is it? What was it made? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it is made through effort. Um, that being said, I think there it, it there should or there's probably is I guess a foundational compatibility that that is there that you can build off of in order to to build that uh soulmateiness I guess soulmateiness yeah. if you don't want some wild <clears throat> some wild convoluted traumatic experience in order to forge all together you, I, mean, I mean are we encouraging people to no absolutely not absolutely not. So I'm, no, I'm saying, so I'm saying, I think those base things need to be there in order for like it to occur in a smooth, smoothest way possible, so to speak, as opposed to like trauma bonding. That's like, we, I wouldn't recommend it because the word trauma does not imply anything good. Agreed. Yeah. I thought this clip was interesting and decided to send it to the podcast because I wanted to hear your thought on it because I think before I asked you if you believed in the one and yeah. you told me yeah. no. Yeah. Did, did, I, did I believe that there's like a, our soulmates that like exist somewhere out in the world that's like, just, it's just made specifically for you. And once you find them and that's it, I'm like, no, nah, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. Uh, that seems like a play. Like who would do that? Like why? Why would that make that wouldn't make any sense? Why would your other half be somewhere where you will, won't be able to get in contact with her or, or access her or like born in the wrong wrong decade? So it makes more sense from a logical, biological, evolutionary methodology that it is something that you meet. Like if it wasn't so, well, I'm gonna say if it wasn't so, like. <sighs> How, what's a caveman gonna be doing? If if his if the caveman's soulmate is a cave woman on the other side of Pangea, I mean caveman one around one Pangea, but you get what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. My soulmate is in the Americas. That won't be discovered for another ten thousand years. Good luck. Well, I don't know if I think that it's that. I don't necessarily believe in like my soul may exist some taste in cosmic space and time, but we may not have existed in the right time and place together. Okay. But I guess I do think that there, much like people believe in timing, like, you know, like what you were saying earlier, right time, right place. I do think that you have, uh, an opportunity, maybe a window to meet the person that is right for you. And within that window, it's like up to you to be receptive and open to, like connecting with that person and pursuing the connection, which is why I believe that the part that he said of like, it's made is a a very important distinction. Like we can connect with people all the time or like there's a possibility to have like loose connections with people, meet people, network with people, all of those things. But the difference between like a person who is a regret and the person who becomes your person is the pursuit and then the commitment and follow through with that pursuit. So I agree with you that I don't, I don't think that I think believing that it's a one in a million chance that you're going to meet the person that you're supposed to be with is in some regards, a limiting belief Mm -hmm. because that means Mm -hmm. that the person that you're with 
had to defy all these odds in order for you to be with him. And I don't necessarily think that that's true. Like, I think that you have multiple opportunities and times or at least enough. Cause if you only want one person, unless you're like interested in, uh, I was going to call it polygamy, but what do they call it now? Polly. Yes. There we go. Unless you're poly and you want to meet multiple people. So you need the opportunity to meet multiple people. If you only got to meet one person, I think you probably have some opportunity to meet a person that you could be interested in. And the difference between interest and successful or long-term relationship is the consistency and the pursuit. And it does take two people. I'm not saying that like you're completely responsible if it uh, doesn't flourish in the way that you're imagining it flourishing, but you are going to, I believe at least that you're going to have that opportunity. And to me, that's a helpful belief to have because it means that we can all have it. And it also means that like, if you feel like you you found it, you're not going to be like, I got to cling to it, even if it's not necessarily healthy for me, because like, what are the odds of me finding, this is supposed to be my soulmate. I got to supposed to make yeah. it work. And, you know, as opposed to being like, nah, there, I can, I can make another you. Damn. You must not know about me. Mm-hmm. That's not about know me. about me. I th- is that a, is that a Beyonce? It is. I can find another you in a minute. Matter yeah. of fact, he'll be here in a minute. Yeah, I could, yeah same thing for, on the other side as well. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I, that being said, I do believe that there's a lot of scarcity mindset when it comes to relationships, and I, I don't think that uh, society or or what we're seeing of it is is making it look better or making it seem like there's a, a more of an abundance out there. So I can understand where some people are coming from, where it's just like, they're just demoralized just from the perspective. Or if you date long enough, that within itself can be demoralizing. If you allow it, if you don't take into the, the accountability of like, why do you keep coming across these shitty people? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like dating shouldn't be, you shouldn't. I guess. I, I guess I should. I would say. I would hope that the reason that any potential relationship didn't happen with people you were dating wasn't just because the other person was a piece of shit. Maybe it was just some like just some incompatibility. They were still cool people, but it was just like the spark wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Like, not people that was like. I kind of hope I never see these people again. Type of like, if like if that's the. the the model or that's the experiences that you've been having all your life. Like that means that there's something going on on your perhaps on your side that is attracting and, or you are being attracted to these people. Mm-hmm. So like, I will hope that your dating experience has been a mixture of like, okay, I definitely met some cool people. I'm getting close. I feel like I'm getting close. I'm, I'm, I'm narrowing it down type situation. And not as opposed to like, yo, throw the whole pool away. I mean, it'd be like that. Sometimes it'd be some, it feel like that. Some bad catchers out there that yeah. you're like, I, I see why you. you here. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna she hold threw you. you back. I'm gonna throw you back too. I ain't gonna hold you. That that is true. That is very true. I've definitely personally experienced it. I know you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and by you also mean you personally and you as like women. Um, I know that's. I know that's absolutely true. Uh, I just hope that you can recognize it sooner. I, at this point, at this as you mature and see these things, like you're able to like spot the bullshit and call it for what it is and, yeah. and move accordingly and not be like, Oh, maybe it'll change. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. I was thinking about this soulmate thing and you know, mm-hmm. the soulmates being made as it relates to the first video that I wanted to show you. All right. So the first video that I wanted to show was about sexual desire and it had, 
a term in there that I don't think I had ever heard before. Can you, oh, my, the Bluetooth part is already turned out. I didn't want y'all to have to hear the, the music. The music. Um, it's talking about responsive desire versus spontaneous desire. And so to explain, responsive desire is when you mm. can respond well to someone like, turning you on right like maybe they're touching you maybe they're kissing you something like that like triggers you to be in the mood and then go forward in whatever sexual activity and then spontaneous desire is like all of a sudden like spontaneous combustion like i'm on you like we just had a really good night out at dinner or something and like immediately as soon as we get back our, we're ripping each other's clothes off and it's like go time brunch what about brunch Dude, that the mimosas get into it. Oh yeah, yeah, like that, that Hennessy. And so, one of the things that it talks about in the video is this idea that spontaneous desire is the thing that we see most often in media. It's the thing that we think is normal. It's the thing that we think, oh, everybody has spontaneous desire because this is how it is. But spontaneous desire is typically more normal early in your relationship. You're still new. There's all mm-hmm. these. Yeah, like you just want to get it. You just be in there. Yeah. And then it starts to wane and you get to more responsive desire. And for some people that translates into a lack of desire. It's like, oh, you don't desire me in the same way or you don't desire me at all. It's only if I do this or Mm. like you're just responding to me. Even the idea of starfishing, right? Like starfishing could be a little bit responsive desire. It's like I'm responding to you, but maybe not in the way that you want. And so I wanted to hear from you especially as it relates to that first question around like soulmates being Mm -hmm. made do you think like having this knowledge of desire spontaneous versus responsive desire might do something for people for people in relationships but i didn't like how closed that question was i want to open it up some more but you answer that first part It makes it makes a lot of sense. Like I've never heard of the. I don't think I. I don't recall hearing or uh, knowing too much about spontaneous versus responsive sexual drive. But hearing it and the, he, seeing and hearing their, their definition, I probably end up playing that part of the video. Like as you as you were talking and explaining it, but it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes it makes a lot of sense. I ain't gonna hold you. Sometimes I be warm. I'm like, yo, am I is my sex drive going down to like to like nothing? I feel I feel Gucci, but then as soon as I feel like you trying to get it, get it down, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I can I can I can do some unless we like exhausted. I I could do some, but I'm like, hmm, why? Like, how come I don't do I don't like I I don't get the urges often as I used to when we first start, when we first get started getting. I was like, it's like, am I falling out of sexual desire? I'm like, no, that's not true. I see that I see that thing thing, and I'd be like, yeah, buddy. So that helps explain. A lot. It explains a lot, of it and it makes a lot of sense. And I agree with it. The only issue, or not necessarily issue, that the only, I guess, conundrum I would have for it is that if you're both, if you're both in a responsive desire state, how are you going to get there without somebody initiating? Well, that's where I think that you see couples who have been been married long term start to develop routines around sex. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like we're going to have sex on Tuesdays, that's or true. we in order to. What what were they called? Red and yellow push and pull. Something from Flags? Marriage Be Hard. Flags? Oh. Oh. Oh, accelerators and uh, yes. brakes or and something. Accelerators like and brakes. You start to be thoughtful about like, okay, I need to I need this many accelerators in a day for me to like 
to have the spontaneous thought to be able to get you to be responsive or vice versa. I think that that's where we see the success of long-term relationships kind of shine is Mm -hmm. when you start to be intentional about the things that used to come naturally. And you don't treat that as a sign that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Because I do think that our typical response is like, this thing has changed. Something is wrong because this thing has changed. And it's like, no, this thing has changed because one, that's kind of like the natural flow of things. Like, I see you all the time. I see you in various states. Not all of those states are sexy states. And it's like to get into the sex mindset in that spontaneous way, it often is fueled by like sexy things. Like Mm -hmm. we're going out on a date. It it was so Mm -hmm. nice to romance and wine and that whatever. And now I'm feeling the sex vibes versus a feeling that is like more related to like deep love and care for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel less attracted to you than when I first started dating you. But I do recognize that we don't have as much sex or aren't going to have spontaneous desire sex as often. That's true. Because it's seasonal, too. Like, I think that's another part of it. Like, once you're in a long-term relationship, it's like, in this season, with whatever else I have going on in my life, mm-hmm. we're going to have to schedule it in order to make it make sense. And then in another season, it might be like, Hey, I'm on it's, it's 2.01 p.m. Yeah. And I said, I'm like, hmm, let's get it. But, and yeah. that could be month to month. The season doesn't even have to be a long that's season. Like, it could be week to week, month to month. Hour to hour. Yeah, hour to hour. That's true. It could break down that small. And that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely uh, hear and understand that. I have another something else I was going to say, but it just it completely slipped my mind. No, come back. Keep going. Keep going. Maybe come back. But yeah, I think that's an important distinction and something that I think we don't tell ah, younger couples don't, enough. Don't tell any tell us. They definitely didn't tell us. I'm grateful for my homegirls who are in relationships around who have been in relationships around the same about the same amount of time as us or even longer because it's helpful to hear from them like, yeah, that's that's normal. normal. That's like y'all are fine. Nothing is wrong. Told you don't you have that. any cause for concern. Oh, I, I ain't I ain't got nobody to really uh, Men don't I, talk about this. Y'all don't say. No, nah, we we don't. I mean, yeah, we don't. We don't be talking about this like that. And I'm not even sure. Well, no one's really tried. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. And also, it's, it's only like me and Robin, in, you know, That's in, in a relationship, waiting on the last two holdouts to stop playing around. But you know, they got. I don't know. They still got something. In them. Other pursuits. Other pursuits they got going on for them, understandably. So now the. the Back to what what I had lost my train of thought as I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to say that as soon as you said routine, I knew I was, I was like, I knew people was gonna like that's that's a turn off all by itself mm. for a lot of people. I, I for some reason we have been, I guess, taught or you know to I don't have a distaste for routine when it comes to sex. Like it ha- it's supposed to be like spontaneous and all, all consuming. And if you if you got to schedule sex, then do you even really you know? Love me, or do you really? Are you really attracted to me? Are you you just doing this as like are you checking the checking something off your to do list type situation? And I feel it seems like that the sentiment is the the, spontane- the spontaneity is it has a direct correlation on the health of the sexual relationship. Mm. I don't think that's true at all. But I also, another reason that I don't think that is true is because why is sex so different from all these other areas of our life? We need routine in order to be able, you trying to move me closer? Yeah, move closer. Come closer. Yeah. We didn't move anything. I, 
Brandon doesn't want this podcast to be successful. It is successful. This is real life. Real life. <laughs> we got the real thing. <laughs> Stop. I, I, I want to see the real thing. That's a that's a quick love uh, is blind. Yeah, love reference. blind reference. Yeah, last season. Oh, Kwame. Mm-hmm. Okay. You threw off my train of thought, but I oh, I was saying about routine. We have routine in all these other areas of our life because routines contribute to success. It do. Habits contribute to health and success. Shout out James Clear. Yeah. You need a good process in order to be able to get good outcomes. And maybe it's not like I saw an Instagram reel. It must've been a week or so ago of a woman talking about women in long-term relationships, avoiding other forms of physical intimacy because they don't necessarily want it to lead to sex. So if you kiss me, if you touch me, something like that, I think you're trying to have sex with me and I avoid the kiss and the touch. And then we get into a space where we like don't kiss and touch anymore outside of sex. Right. And that's not healthy. So this particular lady in the video talks about how her and her husband developed a routine of like making out at night. Just for the sake, sake of making out, just for the sake of them being able to kiss and touch each other and it sometimes it leads to sex and sometimes it doesn't lead to sex, but it at least helps with that physical intimacy and not having the fear of like, oh my gosh, if we if we do anything physical, it ultimately has to lead to sex and I'm tired or something else is going on and I don't want to be the person who says no. So I have to like cut, like kill it right now <laughs> immediately mm. so you don't get any ideas and it leads to something, you know, negative or a bigger fight of like, you turn me down, you rejected me X amount of times this week. And it's like... No, I just didn't want you to kiss me because I thought you wanted to have sex with me. So I stopped it earlier. No, nah, that's not acceptable. You need you need to communicate that. Don't you ever in your life just be like, oh, I'm just going to start avoiding any type of physical contact with you. So like, not, that's a personal attack. That's a personal attack on me. Like, I'm going to think what you just said. Like, mm-hmm. you, like, uh, like you turn me down. Blah, 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 like, what? Like, what's going on? It's, I feel like my emotions are going to be heightened and then like, it's going to take for you to explain it. And then I'm going to be frustrated that you didn't communicate your need ahead. Like, ahead of time. like this is something you can, you can, you can say, like the explanation will probably cause at worst, a, definitely a lesser fight than if you just like, I'm just going to make this unilateral decision mm-hmm. of avoiding any kind of sexual, any kind of, um, intimacy because I don't want it to lead to sex to, to sex. And then wait for your partner to get frustrated enough to snap at you because of it. That's true. So now you got to recover from that and then run it back to the explanation, which is probably going to cause another issue. So it's like, this happened. And you still haven't solved the problem. And you still haven't solved Yeah. So I was like, no, nah, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that to be communicated. That is a, that is an issue. Um, that could be an issue. Excuse me. I mean, but I do think that it is an issue mm-hmm. in some relationships. Absolutely. Like the, I, I feel like when that happened, they, one of them has an expectation for spontaneous desire or at least responsive desire. And that's not even happening for the other person. So at least to get into the habit of some responsive desire, some t- to build up the intimacy that's required for desire. I think having a routine is a great way to be able to solve that. I mean, I don't Cause know we've talked sure. multiple times about differences in sex drives. Like you want to have it more than I do. I want to have it less or I want to have it more, whatever it is. We talked about the 24 hour rule. All of those things kind of like play into developing a routine to allow mm-hmm. for your sex life to be healthy and fulfilling for both parties. And the routine aspect of it can look different for each person. It doesn't have to be like routine in the sense of like, we only have sex Monday, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's like, mm, yeah. Thursday. Mm. 
Right. It's it's not that. It's not that rigid, but it is a way to guarantee that this need is being met for both parties and gives you the space to have physical intimacy, which mm-hmm. is a need in your relationship. If especially if you're in a monogamous relationship, if you don't expect the person that you're with to get it from any place else, you got to come up off them cheeks. Yeah, you have to figure women. out some type of to... routine structure, something to make sure that the itch is scratched. Or you need to buy a whole box of sex toys and just be like, go to town. I'll, I'm going to leave the house for a couple of hours tonight. You just do That's, whatever you need to do. Uh, hopefully, the, your the partner agrees to that. What? To like take this, the the subpar substitute of, of sex toys. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, I don't want I don't want to give you no I don't want to give you no pipe. Here's a here's a, a, a dildo. Have fun. I'll be I'll be back. How long is that? How long is that going? That is that going to be okay for and before it's like nah. I signed up for real. That's true. Uh, Ninety-eight point six degrees. Human flesh. Yeah, human. Yeah, human. Yeah. I want your sweat on my forehead. And vice versa. Like, hey, I, I signed up experience. for some. I found out. I signed up for the real, the real grip. The real thing. The real grip that's been developed over millennia of evolution. I want. I need that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. As for the routine, maybe you do need the Monday, Wednesday, Friday because it's just not happening at all. Maybe you need to start with that, and then as y'all get into it, y'all can kind of loosen it up. Just like I'm just kind of equating it to, you know, you starting a new new workout routine. Sometimes you need to start. You need to start yeah, very strict, be very rigid. You'll be very rigid and strict until you it get turns into a habit, until you get comfortable, until you start enjoying it, and then you can start, you know, freestyling it. As it's by that, by that point, you probably just you know you'll recognize it. you just keep doing it as you as you as you were. Mm-hmm. So same. Thank, thank you for the sex. We're, we're willing to regimentize. Routine. Develop routinize. A routine. Develop a routine for just about anything in, in our lives. But then when it comes around to sex, you know, suddenly we want to be like, nah, that's something I just want that just to come, you know, hit me from the clear blue sky. And I'm, and I'm just going to be ready and will, willing and, you know, able to do it at whatever. Like, nah, I mean, sure. I mean, if that works for you, that works for you. But at some point, you know what I'm saying? You, and if it's still if it's important to you, like schedule if you if you have to, if you are able to if you have a schedule for it, but you're able to work around it, or you, it turns out that you don't need it, you know, say, like, oh yeah, I'm just going, yeah, at the very least, I'm going, I'm going to hit her up on Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday, just because of what my schedule looked like, and then something happened, you say, ah, and you got it in on Monday and Sunday, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, maybe you don't need the. Uh, that exact schedule that week, but keep it, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. because at some point it's going to be a, a week or somewhere your time ain't going to work out that way. Yeah. And you're going to need to fall back on the routine. Mm-hmm. Now I want to shift gears a little bit. Okay. As we're thinking about this, of course, responsive versus spontaneous desire is a part of it, but I feel like there are other things that are a part of what happens in ro- like long-term romantic relationships that impede sex like the the health of their sex life. Okay. I'm curious to hear from your perspective what those things are. Things that impede the health of the sex of the sex by health you mean like the frequency in which they do it? Mhm. Depends on who we, you know, who It always depends. It always depends. It always depends. It could be like your, your your schedule is terrible where like you just coming home exhausted all you know all the time not getting enough rest outside outside of it um it could be 
overcommitted to other or overcommitment or overprioritization of other aspects of, of your life, maybe spending too much time at work, you know, giving too much time to other other things that you probably wouldn't list as important as mm. sex and intimacy with your partner, but through circumstance or whatever fuckery and routine happens, you end up spending all that time. Like, I'm thinking like uh, people who uh, people who just had a kid or something like that, and suddenly the, the world revolves around a kid, which is I can kind of understand to a certain extent, but it happens to the point where you just forget about each other and each other's needs, and then like a year or something went by, and then you realize like you've maybe had sex maybe one time or two times during that during that whole time and it was like that that medium swole dick that that like that tired like hit it from the side while falling asleep sex mm-hmm. which has its place of course and i mean it has its place i'm sure but like yeah it, it'll be it'll be something like that it can be any myriad of reasons it could be a bunch of health issues you know popping up mm-hmm. you know inconveniences or something like that so i mean shit it can be any reason so i mean are you specifying like it's things that can impede the health of the relationship in regards to the actual relationship, like what's going on with within the two people in the in the relationship, or no. you just mean like there's things in the world that can put barriers in place for you having a regular sex. Yeah, I just meant things things that could be happening on the individual or relationship level that are impacting the health of your sex life. Oh, and oh, one. Oh, sorry. One of the things that I was thinking about, especially for couples in situations like us who like have recently moved into together, there's like all this increased access. That's true. And I feel like when we did not live together, mindset. Yeah, there was like this feeling of we. I'm only going to see you for these many days, and in these many days, you're gonna have to do something. You're gonna have to put out. If there's maybe something could be wrong. Medically, I'll allow it. But other than that, it's mm-hmm. like a guaranteed time frame. I need that. Yeah. Yeah. And probably multiple times. But like now that we have so much increased access to each other, I do think that that contributes to it as well. It's like, it'll eh, happen. It'll if, happen. if not today, tomorrow. It'll not happen. Tomorrow, but, the day after that. But then, but then that, can, that can protect the possibility of, and I feel like we've fallen into that a couple of times uh, where it's just like, you know, it'll happen, it'll happen. And then like, it'll happen and I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow happens and then something else happened. And like, now I'm exhausted or you're exhausted. And we just not, we just don't, it's not in the mood. And it's, all right, we get it tomorrow, tomorrow. And something else happened, something else happened. So that, I think that's how we develop a, why put off, you know, what, what put off, what don't put off yeah. for tomorrow, what you can do today, clap cheeks today or something like that, whatever, whatever it was. Clap cheeks today. Definitely that mindset and this 24 hour, mm. 48 hour rule is, has also been really I like helpful that. for yeah, you. Got, you got 24, 48 yes, hours. And you say no, you got this much time to make your no a yes. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got to come back with a counter. Mm-hmm. Outside of health related reasons. And at that point, I don't think, you know, it's 24, 48 hours. It's 28, 44. 48 hours or the next available healthy day, whichever, whichever comes first. Yeah. What were you going to say though beforehand? Oh, I was going to come up with like, uh, just life stresses, you know, getting away, could potentially, you know, getting, get in the way of the intimacy. I kind of, I think I kind of touched on that when I said, you know, like you have kids, uh, difficulty going with your family in one way or another, uh, I was gonna say health. I guess health issues gain weight, lose weight, you get a little ins- insecure about how you look. I, mm-hmm. I've heard that's. Uh, I know that's one of the major reasons that like sex kind of declines with um, from couples, especially over over time, especially with, with kids and things like that. Nature. You know, they start feeling insecure. Don't feel like they're sexy anymore. Don't want to really put themselves in that in that position, which leads to 
don't kiss me because you don't need the sex. And I don't want to get naked. I, I feel la da, da, da. So it can be any myriad of reasons. I just, but at the end of the day, those reasons need to be communicated because we need, it, it is a problem that we should work on together. Yeah. We're a team. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Good. Yep. We good? We, hey, I feel like this was a quick and uh a quick, succinct uh episode about S E X and Desire. You know, Desire, which I which I know isn't really talked like you say, it's not really talked about a lot uh from people who are in relationships. I mm-hmm. certainly didn't get any of that information uh from my parents, but I say, I mean, but it's like, is that information that you wanted to get from your parents? I guess uh, no, not necessarily. Yeah, but, but it's no messaging at all. There's no like, why is there not like a sex education channel or some shit like that? We got channels no. for every fucking thing, but we ain't got it on any of the things that. Why can I go and get financial literacy information? I mean, we can't now on YouTube. So I guess hey, YouTube, everybody, you know, search YouTube. They probably got something on it uh, about these topics anymore. But I'm a little bit frustrated that you know our generation and once be you know before us we didn't have that luxury of the you know the internet and tiktok and you know bringing all this information straight to our eyes and kind of helping us navigate the world better in a, in the sense of just like it kind of takes like a lot of the weight on off of you know us with the right information cuz yeah, with the say, right information there's so much there's so information, much information. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you have to have a different level of discernment yeah so at the same time i think because of that I personally think that we have a lot of like I feel like the millennials of our gener of our age and older have a great bullshitometer when it comes mm-hmm. to like that sounds like bullshit. I I'm I could be come way off because I you know you can also see people who fall for stupid shit too, but I just feel like we are more equipped to have that built in like mm, this don't sound all right. I believe it maybe a little bit, but it, it might be a little bit of bullshit here. Um but at the same time a lot of the useful information for life was missing and was not communicated to us. And now, so now this is us trying to pay it forward, trying to put it up, put, put it on to all of our friends and and people who bangs with us. And hopefully y'all can tell other people and maybe that can, that can help somebody's relationship. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it can help yeah. yours. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was your final food, yeah, thought. Was my food for thought. And you, you know, spoke for both of us. Um, and that is okay. That being said, y'all, we appreciate y'all turning, tuning in. To another episode of the Buffet Podcast. Yay! And I am your host, co-host, one of the hosts, Brandon, with my lovely, real lovely partner. Hey y'all. <laughs> and like I said, take thank y'all for tuning in to another episode, episode 90 of the Buffet Podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe and like the video so you know it's a weekend get these numbers going up and then help us with the algorithm peace